everybody, and welcome back to What Do You Do Again? The podcast. I am Jamie Ernest, and I'm here with... The podcast, Roger Romero. <laughs> and today we have a special guest, Riley Mate. Hello. Hi, Riley. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. I'm proud to be here. Uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what do you do again? <laughs> um, what I do is uh, a lot of design work and artwork of uh, you know various things. Um, I'm the creator of Pseudo Dudo, which is a uh, my design company as well. I sell a lot of clothing with that label and uh, I'm the creative director at Clockwise, which is a sweet custom apparel shop here in Pittsburgh in the Point Breeze neighborhood. Uh, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design where I studied fibers, which is uh, essentially textile design, um, applying imagery to all kinds of uh, fabrics and garments in various ways. So um, I still do a lot of that with my work. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Right. First designer on the show. Yeah, that was what we were hoping for. Also, you actually happen to be one of the first listeners to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> At least one of the first ones I knew. Yeah, me too. <laughs> for the most part, we were just like, are we talking to anyone? And then, <laughs> and then Riley comes up to us at a bar and is like, Hey, I listened to your podcast. I'm like, <laughs> what? You did? <laughs> yeah, so we Stop. appreciate that. You're like our number one valued fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and you happen to be a creative who works a lot in with other artists, obviously, but uh, within your own work, you've got your own practice, and you work for uh, another company as their creative director. But I think today we wanted to go over a few things in branding which is sort of this big word this big big umbrella term that doesn't really mean much to me really? on its own no I, I like i think about branding and on an individual basis but i don't and i guess okay scratch what i said <laughs> it's not that it doesn't mean anything to me or it doesn't mean much to me so much as um i don't know how to define it quite well like, and at least in terms of what it means for me. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, maybe as a designer, Riley, you could define what branding means from the standpoint of like a design company or an individual designer. Yeah, sure. Uh, to me, branding, uh, it's primarily uh, just like a visual identity. Um, you think about branding, the word uh, brand. I think I believe branding. You know the way we use branding in this modern sense originated with you know, farmers or uh, like branding mm -hmm. cows. Branding cows. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know you put that mark of your farm or whatever on the cow, and people know that's this person's cow. So you know that really carries over. Like my logo is a little airplane, and that represents my brand. People see that plane. Uh, and is there a significance to it. your particular brand? Before we go anywhere, you mean the plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just sort of the the idea of um, freedom that comes with a plane, and just sort of being able to go wherever. Um, also, planes are just like insanely cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like planes are sick. Also, freedom. Yeah, airplanes are one of the, the few things that, like, you know, you see them all the time. But every time I see one, my mind is blown. Just like how 
like those those big passenger planes how yeah, just how yeah. does that stuff work <laughs> yeah. this is why we are not scientists <laughs> um funny story oh right <laughs> right yeah my uh sophomore year internship i worked for pratt and whitney which is an, a jet engine company they like made jet engines and i worked on like a small component of something because I was a lowly intern and most of what I did was grunt work. But you got to be around all these big jet engines, like the ones that they use in like Boeing planes and everything else. So like the closest I've ever been to like people who are actually building airplanes, but everyone around me was building the engine parts and like how it all came together and when something was too hot and when something was too cold. Either way, it was actually very fascinating at the time. But not exactly what I wanted to do. But music had your heart <laughs> all along. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's almost as if like this was a counter argument or this could have been used <laughs> as a counter argument. But in reality, no. That's like the extent I can speak about that stuff. All right. So let's get back to branding. Um, so, f- okay. <laughs> yeah, bad. go ahead. No, no. That was, I went aside so quickly. Okay. It happens <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um. So... Personal branding, I guess, is a really good way for clients and potential clients to become familiar with your work. Uh, So I guess you do need to put a lot of thought into it. So as a designer, I'm sure you also make other people's branding, kind of? I do, yeah. I do a lot of branding work for uh, people and businesses. Um, And yeah, that that can go, it should go, in my opinion, far beyond a logo. Like That's where it Uh starts. So you see that basic mark and like that's your brand. But uh, the cool thing about branding is you're able to develop that in so many ways. Like typically a a branding package uh, should include like the logo or mark, as uh, some people call it, Um, a logo type, which is like custom typography that works well with the logo. Mm -hmm. And you can combine them to make what's called a combination mark. so is that like fonts that you would use? or Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can uh, build out a whole type system, typeface system. I uh, I could take this opportunity to express uh, something. Yes. Fonts versus typeface. Yes. Okay. Tell me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I have is, no um, idea. This is right. a big pet peeve of mine that I, I usually keep to myself. Oh, no. Graphic design dorkdom. Bring it on. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where you let it out, man. Yeah. Exactly. This is, this is the form, so I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Typeface is the word everyone should say okay. 99% of the time when they're, when they're saying font. Um, typeface is like, like Helvetica. Everyone knows what Helvetica mm-hmm. is. That is a typeface. It is not a font. Helvetica Light is a font in the Helvetica typeface font family. So fonts are like variations of typefaces. Kind of, yeah. So, so like a typeface has a font family within it. So that's like the italic, the bold, the... Exactly. Those okay. are all fonts. Those are the fonts. But the, what we call, like when someone looks at something and is like, that's a cool font, they really mean that's a cool typeface. Oh. I don't think I'm going to change the world by expressing this. I think font is still going to be what I hear <laughs> you every heard it day of my first. life. But uh, I'm yeah. just uh, putting it out there. I'm going to make a weren't... mental note of that. Yeah. Yeah, but the truth is, and I hope you don't get offended at this, but like if I start going around saying typeface, people are going to look at me with big question marks that <laughs> just like appear on top of their heads. Yeah. And isn't the word typeface kind of explanatory though? Sure. Um, maybe. 
<laughs> like the, I guess this was just like my own like visualization of it. Like I'm gonna talk to someone and be like, "Hey, I really like that typeface you used for your logo." Um, the people who are intimately aware of what it means to create a logo are gonna be like, "Yep." And then yeah. everyone else is going to be like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they'll be impressed with you. I, I guarantee it. Nice. So. All right. I'm glad I can finally be impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're creating branding for somebody else, do you, you, I assume like you talk to them and see what they, they want. Yeah. Usually it's, it's, it's typical for someone to come in with a concept. Um, that can help me a lot. Being um, like, we want our brand to feel like X, Y, Z, or like we want it to look clean or. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They could use adjectives, adjectives like clean or like uh, active or something like that. Or they could be like, you know, we really want it to, we, you know, we, we really identify with like a frog. So mm-hmm. like show us, show me some frog stuff. But um, I'm working with one guy now who who had nothing. He doesn't even have like a name for his company. So we're doing like names and branding within. Yeah. Been, how do you even do that? Yeah, it's difficult. It's that, that one. This one has has been a, a long journey. But um, so know, what does he have if he doesn't have a name? Uh, just he has um an app. Okay. And uh, money. Ah, uh, there uh, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, no, he has like That's a temporary true. name, but um, he doesn't like it. But you know, you have to have something mm-hmm. in order to have it. Yeah, but there. he's um, he knows it, it's not good. So, do you ever feel weird creating somebody else's brand? No, I really don't. I I, I, I enjoy it. Um, I take pride in it. You know, I, I feel that I'm good at it, or at least getting better at it. So it's, um, I feel like that's what I should be doing. As you know, and like. As a designer, that's sort of like my place in the world sometimes. So it's um, it doesn't it feels pretty comfortable. And if if they want it, then that means that I should do it. So what's the biggest distinction for you? And I'm sorry to like jump into this between branding for a business and branding for an individual artist. Ooh. <clears throat> um, in my experience, uh, branding for individual artists. Um, there's a little more, there's a lot more freedom. Like, um, they're usually more open to a uh, little, maybe wackier of ideas, more like uh, artistic logos than um, like, uh, I don't know, not blander, but straightforward, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and usually, usually like individuals require a lot less. Um, not to say that like less work is better, but um, branding for businesses usually entails like a ton more in the branding suite. So, yeah, I, I kind of cut myself Wait, off. By what's going, branding suite? Branding suite, suite like uh, S-U-I-T-E, like a mm-hmm. full package. Um, so, yeah, I was do going you, into Does this that earlier. also mean you build a website or do like build components that would go into the website? Like yeah, that that's what I do. So I, I refuse to do web work. Um, it is no fun for me. <laughs> you just want to do the fun parts. Also, yeah, it's time consuming as all hell. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, I used to do it. It was never worth it. More of a headache. So, you know, hats off to people who, uh, slug through all that. But yeah, I am able to work with web developers, app developers, product designers, and provide them with like visual assets such as icons mm-hmm. and, um, emojis branding. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Why not? I guess if they wanted it. I've worked with people. Well, I worked 
sorry, I currently work at a small digital marketing firm. So like a little of what you're saying makes sense to me, but at the same time, like now that you're saying it in words, I can actually like picture the little things. Like I can picture that zip folder with all the, like all the questions that we'd asked about like colors and uh, typeface yeah, <laughs> or whatever else. Go. <laughs> Already. Yeah, so yeah, I did, I cut myself off early, cut myself off earlier with my uh, font typeface rant, but um, yeah, so that's part of like a branding suite. A color palette is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, love working with color. Um, and uh, yeah, any any sort of icons, um, something. Like, you know, they, they want, like, a custom cart icon for their website, not, like, a generic cart icon. So you got to, like, think of a cart icon that works cohesively with, like, everything else in the package. And it's, it's just really cool. It's cool little challenges left and right, and it's just fun problems to solve. What are, what are your different problems? Like, what's, what's a, a problem sell, set that's, like, typical for branding? Um, just, like... That cohesiveness is really kind of what it all comes down to. Um, and I guess pleasing your client, that's a, a problem in <laughs> itself. But uh, yeah, that, you know, that's... Do you like have a set number of revisions you do or something like that? Or I say on my invoices, a uh, reasonable amount. So <laughs> that is definitely subjective. I don't like to say like three. Uh-huh. I don't want to like box a client yeah. in and make them mm-hmm. nervous. You know, I want to work with people in like as comfortable of a manner as possible. So if I, and I have no problem saying like, Hey, this is, this has gone like outside the, the scope of what we originally talked about. Like, you know, I'm happy to do it, but you know, you Pay gotta, me more. Yeah, ex- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and, and I'm not afraid to do that cause I want to, you know, I want to be respected. Yeah. And that's a way to and do you it. Should value and that's yourself too. Where did you learn to do that? Because that's not, that's not something you learn in art school. Definitely not. No, when something good, like, that's, like, project management lingo. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know, I guess, um, yeah, probably from my father. He's a very uh, self-respecting man, doesn't really put up with much garbage, so uh, it's, that's uh, fortunately... It's in your but, but the idea of, it, like, believe. if something goes outside of the scope of your project, you are specific, like, it's probably in your contract. Like if something goes outside of your this uh, the scope of your contract, then you have to work something else out, right? Yeah, um, and you know you you'll feel it. You're if you're working on something, you get an email back that just like boils your blood, and you're like, "This is definitely the time to say something." And mm-hmm. you know, the the worst that happens is uh, I don't know the client doesn't get what they want, and it's. Um, I don't know whose fault it is. It's probably a different person's fault per scenario, but uh, might just not be a good connection. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing with clients. Like, um, you never know what you're going to get. Even if it's <laughs> someone you know personally, they might become a different person. In a, you know, when they're uh, paying for this like very personal kind of work, and mm-hmm. it's also like it's kind of like the roommate versus friend kind of argument, where like you can <laughs> be friends with someone but not live with them. Like you could be friends with someone and not work with them or work for them. Yeah. Like it can, it can get pretty tough sometimes because now you're clashing on different levels. Yeah. You're combining professional and social circles. 
Which, I mean, is super common in what, at least to me, in these creative industries. Mm -hmm. Like, usually your social circle is just as easily going to become some sort of client base. Like, without being super technical about it, although I'm going to talk about it like that, like, as a musician... Your friends who come out to shows are technically, like, in some form or another, a client. Like, they're coming in expecting a certain amount or uh, expecting a certain something. Um, they're usually not going to be disappointed unless they're, like, I don't know. It, like, you're not going to get as much negativity out of that or something like that. But then there are other, like, gigs or something where I'm playing and I'm playing to requests. And then the people aren't necessarily happy with what we're playing to. Like, let's say in a wedding. And then that can cause some sort of issues. But yeah, you are working, like, at the end of the day, if you're working with individual artists, you're still working with people. And you're likely working with people that you know. Mm -hmm. At least from my experience. Would you, you guys, echo that? Ooh, oh, Jamie, you can say something. I mean, Sorry. I keep talking about clients. <laughs> and I feel like I, there's a chance I may have mentioned this on a previous episode. But, um, and I do say this often. So people who are listening who know me personally might have also heard me say this out loud with my mouth um, <laughs> that I the reason I became one of the main reasons I became an artist is because I didn't want to work for anyone but myself. Like I was debating on going to architecture school or something. And I was like, you know what? Other people always ruin all my fun. <laughs> so I don't want to work for anybody else. Um, I mean, that being said, I have done like commissions and I clearly have day jobs. So I do work for other people. But I've always found it a little harder to make work specifically for a client. Um, but that's also just how I think because I'm also a very selfish artist. Artists are selfish in a <laughs> sense because you're making what you want to make for the most part. Well, I, so there's this kind of distinction between like commercial art, I guess. Right, and yeah. I guess personal or experimental art. I don't mm -hmm. really know how to categorize what you do, Jamie. But yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I want to do. So you do what you want to do, and then there are people like even working with the attic. Like we'll do, well, in producing music for other people, you are essentially doing commission work mm -hmm. for another, like for a musician or for another singer or something like that. So when you're doing that work, you inherently have to make like you have to make sacrifices and compromises all over the place. You And I'm assuming it's the same way with uh, commissioned art pieces. Mm -hmm. um, at least maybe like along the way or like they just have something specific in mind and you have to make it. Mm -hmm. And if they you don't make it to their style, I don't know if there's like checkpoints so, along the way. But, yeah, yeah. So and Riley, feel free contract. to like jump in here too because I mean, I'm thinking that's got a, a lot to do with what you're doing because I think graphic design has a lot of commercial aspects to it too. Mm -hmm. Um. So when you, what did you say? Uh, uh, what was the term? Sacrificing or making sacrifices compromises. or compromises? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sound like an asshole. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm okay with compromises, but I'm not so much a sacrificer. So, uh, and maybe this is where my personal branding comes in is where like I'm making all the work that I am interested in making and then having to figure out how to get other people to want to buy what I want to make. Um, so like for my brand, I feel like I'm also selling myself as an artist with, you know, my social media posts, um, my social media 
presence essentially uh it's not just pictures of my work so like trying to sell my personality and my charming aspects (laughs) to be able to fund what i want to do because i don't want to make necessarily want to make those sacrifices as a painter um so like in my personal brand i have to think about okay how do i phrase this post or you know add an interesting hashtag that would make somebody go hmm that's interesting i want to look further into this and like become interested in what i'm doing Mm -hmm. rather than like want me to do something that they're interested in got it if that makes sense. I feel like that's like what you are working towards in general. Right. I'm, that's what I'm always working towards. I mean, I will always discuss a commission because I always need money. So <laughs> <laughs> never not open to it. But every commission I've done, I've had a contract where I make sure like I have some sort of, of my own artistic leeway, mm-hmm. but definitely taking a lot of information from them on what they want. Um, and then there is, like you said, there is like a checkpoint where they'll, they'll come in like before the piece is done and look at the piece and we'll talk about it, see if they want anything changed. We'll talk about what I, where I think it's going, that type of thing. Um, and so far it's worked out for me. I've never had anybody upset with a commission that I know of. So I think we're all good. Yeah. Let's hope it stays that way. Yeah. Riley, you got any, uh, any parallels maybe? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of, um, compromises that come with you know going in the back and forth um i try to sort of negate a lot of that before the client sees anything so like mm-hmm. I, I typically show let's say it's like a logo starting off point for like a brand um usually present them with like a sheet of or numerous sheets of let's say like six little sketches numbered so they can conveniently be like oh i like number two but can we do this but anyways like i would if I had to um, summarize my style succinctly, it'd be like uh, minimal surrealism, which um, Ooh, doesn't. I need like, to write that down. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, or you could just I listen to the phrase. podcast and then. Uh, you guys it. know I don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Um, I mean, you're in the conversation, so it's fine. Right. But uh, but yeah, so when I I try to like or you know someone asks me. Uh, to create something and, and the things that usually pop in my head are um, usually kind of odd. And um, so I try to tame those a little bit. I do like present some options that are, you know, for me, like I, I think they're very cool and out there, but a lot of people are um, a little more square than that. They and that, that's cool. Safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's totally understandable. With, like a business, like you, you don't want, to turn anyone off, but, um, I don't know. I like, I like being kind of weird and esoteric and, and I really love when clients are on board with that, but, um, sometimes they're not and that's cool. But, um, yeah, like I said, I try to make those compromises like in my own head before I, uh, present things. So I'll, I'll start with my, uh, wackier ideas and then tone those down and mm-hmm. tone those down even more. So give a, of a range of that, but yeah, even, even with that sort of uh, starting point, there are some compromises that that happen for sure. So that's like your process. You start with like your wackiest and minimize to something that's a little bit more commercial or a little bit more acceptable to a client. Yeah, that's part of it. Either minimize or just think of something totally different. And but yeah, the the, the things that 
yeah, hit the mind's eye first are, are usually, uh, so I think it's strange. funny that you're like starting with these things that you automatically already have like a personal interest and excitement about. Cause that's like yeah. similar to what I do, but then I don't offer anything bland. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I'm going to do what I want to do, but you well, know, but also different client base, different. Work. Yeah. I mean, that is an but essential difference. That, like, though. That's like where you're starting. Yeah. Usually it's really fortunate when that happens. Like there are times when someone asks me to do something and like, I just got nothing and it's like, Oh, well, all right. I got to really sit down and grind this out mentally. But yeah, a lot of the times, fortunately, yeah, something just pops in my head and like, okay, that's, that's a good it's starting, a starting point. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Nice. Um, personal branding. What do you feel or how do you feel about your own personal brand? And what do you do when you go about it? Like go about branding for yourself? Um, I'm feeling good about the personal brand. I think it's got a good trajectory right now. Um, it's uh, a lot of just like word of mouth. Um like my buddy texted me the other day. This is not related to it being word of mouth, but he um, just like, dude, I just saw your plane on on this laptop in this coffee shop in L.A. Sweet. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> and he and he went up to the guy and asked, and the guy said, I, I don't know what this is. I found this sticker and put it on my thing. So that yeah, he was. He's not aware of my brand. I mean, now he is because my buddy yeah, told yeah. him. But he he just liked the the, the plane um, for what it was, and that's really great. I do like the sort of guerrilla style. Uh, marketing with, you know, the, the plane stickers. I like, I had their, uh, for those who don't know, they're like these little one inch, one square inch plane stickers die cut. And I like leave them in places and people take them. But, um, yeah, they don't have like pseudo dudo on them or anything, but the theory is that people will become familiar with it visually. And once they figure out that it's pseudo dudo, something will click in their head and be like, Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah. Let me like dive that more plane into that. is on all of the inside of your apparel too, right? Like in where the tag, it's actually not, it's the, just the, the word mark is in there. Oh. But, um, what am I thinking? Oh I no, could. it's on the sleeve of the sweatshirt. I yeah. Have. It's on it. It's, it's here and there, but, uh, also did you get the name from pseudo Udo, the Pokemon? I did not. Shut uh, up. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's gonna be a Pokemon movie. There's always there's been so many Pokemon. All right, I'm, okay. I'm not in is, this world. Is there I just a, need to just put my toe in? <laughs> I'm sure it's like live action or something cool. I actually haven't heard I think about it a new is. one. Okay, I, I could tell the origin of, of pseudo dudo. Yeah. Okay. Um. So years ago, this uh, 2013, I was um, I was working for a summer at Clockwise, the customer apparel shop. I was not uh, anywhere near creative director. I was um folding t-shirts eight hours a day which uh it was fine sweet yeah no, it was <laughs> it was cool it was therapeutic um but i was talking to the owner i was becoming uh close with him and uh he was telling the story about how he uh was like dancing with channing tatum at some party <laughs> and he meant to say uh yeah you know it was sort of cool but uh he had a slip of a slip of the tongue and said that was pseudo cool and we both kind of quirked our heads we were like that's a cool little phrase pseudo cool and then he immediately this is the kind of guy he is just whipped out his phone and bought the domain name <laughs> wow yeah um, pseudo cool yeah which yeah. eventually transferred to me but um the domain pseudo cool came yeah. to you oh yeah so uh, yeah um pseudo cool was what i was going under mm-hmm. at least designing under for a while mm-hmm. and it really one day i was like or i never got the instagram handle though that was taken and that just like always really bothered me so one day i was like 
you know what? I'm going to try that. I'm just going to change it. And so I was, you rebranded. Yeah. I like, uh, I like the pseudo a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the silent P is really appealing to me. That's a slight homage to Bandfish, mm. uh, which is my favorite band. <laughs> <Nice>. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was just like, oh, pseudo. I was going through so many things. I don't remember any of the other options, but pseudo dudo was the one that stuck. Some people like get it. Some people don't, but, uh, yeah. And, um, I've had it translated to Hebrew and Icelandic so far. and For designs? Yeah, like I've been, uh, countries I visit, I try to get oh, yeah. a, a translation of it. I think that would be a cool thing to keep doing. But yeah, so I do that and then I'll, I'll type it out and just sort of have that in my asset sheet. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when we first met, it was pseudo cool. And then right soon after it switched to pseudo dudo. Pseudo dudo has like, personally for me this magic i don't know it's really catchy see like when i'm personally disappointed that it's not based off of the pokemon because the pokemon was magical and like Uh, when i had that in my head it's like a it's like a tree (laughs) that moves very cool magical yeah so it's like magic you know (laughs) yeah um yeah um yeah so i guess yeah i'm happy with it um I'm, I'm glad uh, you think it's magical, Jamie, and I'm sorry that you <laughs> disappointed me. I, I can still think it's magical and be disappointed that it's not a Pokemon. Okay. but That's good. I kind of want... So what's your favorite... What has been your favorite branding project maybe of the past few years? Like something of note. Hmm. Wait, can we start with a general question of like what types of branding do you do? Ooh, keep that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> okay. Um, I have done a lot. I've done um, a lot of the local musicians around here. Mm-hmm. That's sort of been a good word of mouth thing. And that's that's always really fun and simple. They're just like, hey, like, it usually comes down to business cards. Like, yeah. you know, a drummer, for instance, needs to get gigs and maybe teach. And they just want, like, that simple marketing tool of a business card. But, like, they don't have anything to put on it other than their name. But they want it to make an impact so make like a little logo for them like um uh yeah so i'll do uh there's a lot of local musicians i love working with musicians i kind of wish i were a musician like music's my favorite thing Mm -hmm. in the world but i have no um musical ability so that's sort of like my vicarious you know, I feel you. This is why I'm friends with all musicians. Yeah. I think that's why I try and be friends with anyone that's not a musician. Because <laughs> I just like need to do or be around things that are not that sometimes. But so I've anyway. seen you do business cards and like album covers. What else? Yeah. Um, I guess the, the most extensive branding work I've done is, is through my work at Clockwise. Um, mm-hmm. Done the entire uh visual identity system for them. And that just keeps going. Like I, I get new tasks to uh, develop and expand on that like weekly, which is cool. Um, it's like just seeing that asset file grow with all kinds of like icons and little things is sweet. So um, that's a big one. Um, is that more than, that's obviously from more than just the website, but what, when you're building this, like, I guess iconography, what do you like do with that? Uh, use, use it in all sorts of marketing. So like the Instagram, the, um, yeah, the website, like you said, um, emails, 
the bigger thing we're working on right now is an ordering app, which will allow you so currently, currently the clockwise ordering app um, only allows you to order screen printing, but clockwise offers a ton more of that. Mm-hmm. So like this new app will be so much more versatile. For instance, you can pr- do like a three color screen print on the front of the shirt and then like a small embroidery on the sleeve of the shirt and a tag and all sorts of stuff. You can order oh, that's that. That's actually so intense. That. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. it's a very rigorous um, process. Like it's it's hard to think of a product that's more customizable and has more variables than Clockwise's product being custom apparel. So that's been like a massive challenge, but um, it's coming together finally pretty well. So, but back to the question, yeah, like that app, we want it to be as simple and. Mm-hmm fun as possible and like cool icons go a long way in that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah there's like icons for every single apparel um class there are icons for all of those techniques like screen printing and embroidery and um icons for like anything you can think of like folded shirts there's a little truck for delivery time there's like Uh even like simple things coming down to like the check mark on certain things like that's a custom check mark that like cohesively works with clockwise's branding Right. So back to Roger's question, maybe what has been the most fun or exciting branding project you've worked on? I just want you to name drop. (laughs) Name drop. (laughs) If you're allowed to. (laughs) Um, Man, let me think. Um, The coolest thing, it's still in progress. Um, It's this device that seems magical to me it's a uh wearable device that emits it reads your biometrics and it emits silent vibrations and um i don't know how much of this i can talk about so i'm gonna be vague but um it can like it's you wear it and it's been it's been uh five years of of um research at pit developing this product and it can um do so many things if if you want to fall asleep it'll make you fall asleep if you are driving and you need to stay awake it'll keep you awake if you um have anxiety it will get rid of that if you have like mild autism it will really help with that it's just this so magic exactly (laughs) like it's this thing and the, the owners are telling me about it and it's just like this it's this thing shouldn't exist but it does and um yeah, I'm doing the, the branding for that. And you get to that, help help it exist better in the world. Yeah, that's that's a it's pretty crazy that I'm uh, working on that. That's so, super cool. Yeah, um, that's probably the most exciting thing, just because like the product itself is right. insane. And if if you know, it's it's in progress currently. But if this thing ends up having like my design on the product, I, I don't know. I'll be uh, I'll be stoked. That's pretty intense. Yeah. I'd be pretty stoked for you. Yeah, Thank right? You. Thank you, Roger. I'd share that on my Instagram. <laughs> At least I'd share that so fucking hard. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. I'm glad you get to do something that you feel like connected to on on that kind of level. Like you're just like this is there's a wow factor to it that you're like, I need to put my stuff on this. Like Yeah. Or at least like I get to and that's really exciting. Yeah, it's one of those projects like it, it's pitched to you and you're like, yes, sign me up. Like, let's yeah. get all this done tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I want to I want to make this happen. And uh, yeah, fortunately, that one's going pretty well. So awesome. Yeah, thanks. 
We'll continue to wish you luck on that project. Much appreciated. Can't wait to see it when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, or whenever you can talk about stuff. Seems like... Well, maybe just not in a recorded setting. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah. I don't, yeah. No, just... I, I feel like there's probably a number of things that you're working on that you're excited about that you can't really say too many things about. So, I still wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah. On the things that are unknown to me. But, uh, I... I like I have a lot of I guess generic questions like like what would be your least favorite thing to have worked on? Um but I, I kinda wanna stumble back into creative like creative career and what it means to brand someone else's work and like mm-hmm. have that be like that must like do you ever feel yeah, the like, weight do, of that? Do you, how do you get credited? Yeah. Do you get credited for making somebody else's brand like publicly credited or if they pay you then that's like it? Um I think it's up to them and how they want to present that. Um you know, a lot of companies might want to appear like that design came internally and like you know, like no questions asked like I think most people when they see a brand and they're talking to the owner, like they would probably assume that someone within the company right. or they themselves did the branding. Like I could be wrong about that, but I, um, I think that's a correct assumption. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to, uh, you know, receive recognition for work mm-hmm. and, um, whether that's through word of mouth or, um, publicly stated somewhere or both. So if they don't publicly, um, you know, credit you for designing their brand. Is that something that you are allowed to put on your personal website? It's like a past project. Um, like I did branding for this company. Does it still go into your portfolio? Yeah. That's, I guess what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. Unless I'm explicitly told not to do that. Um, I will put it up, but it's for me to put it on my website or Instagram. It's gotta be something that um, I feel really expresses like what I want to produce. It's uh-huh. so, like back to what I was saying earlier about like, me having uh, um, a little more off the wall ideas, like if those sort of thi- sorts of things make it through to the finish line, like I'll definitely post that because, like, that's my style. That's what I want to promote. Mm-hmm. That's what I want people to see and be like, "I like that." Can you design this for me? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to put lame work up. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm right. happy to do, um, quote unquote, lame work if that's what the qu- client wants. Right. And I'll finish that and be happy. I guess that makes sense. Like you wouldn't necessarily want your name on everything. Yeah, exactly. Like if something's like kind of drab or whatever, like, or if I look at it and I'd be like, anyone could have done that. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't need to be the guy that, that did that. Then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't need that to be, you know, sirened out. But, um, yeah, um, it's, uh, it's really cool when, um, you and the client like come to this, meeting point of of minds or you're like yes this is this is great for you this is great for me um yeah let's uh let's show the world that's the stuff you're excited about yeah definitely and yeah i'll i'll post that stuff and i'll i'll build out like a page on my website for mm-hmm. it to showcase it um yeah do you have like stylism with like your lines or something <clears throat> Because I could always tell when it's your design. Yeah, me. Yeah, I can. uh, I feel that. Is there like, do you keep it as a trade secret? (laughs) (laughs) 
like what your your specific stylizing is or um yeah i've 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 been hearing that for a little bit now the way you just said about you know i see it and i I recognize and that that is like one of the greatest compliments you could give Mm -hmm. an artist or designer Mm -hmm. Um, it's like I know that's your work. Like I could tell, I could tell without seconds. Exactly. Or like yeah. a you know, musician, someone hears like a solo and they're like, "I knew that was you," and it's like, "Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah." Oh yeah, I love that compliment. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, man, that's exactly what I want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's your creative voice. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. In terms of like a secret, I no, it's it's just I guess it's me, just working and. <laughs> just letting letting it flow and you know because it's from me it it should look a certain way I guess and yeah it's like how everybody's quote-unquote hand is in their work you know yeah yeah exactly um as a visual person like whenever I see your work I can normally and if I don't know it's yours I can normally relate it to your use of color because you have a really sophisticated use of color and then um lack of outlines and uh, like a, a a rounded feel <laughs> to everything, if that makes. Uh, hopefully, I didn't just like insult you. Those are like the no, things no, that no. come to my mind when I think of Riley's brand, like mm-hmm. his design style. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely tend toward toward certain elements or lacks of elements, and uh, yeah, that, that minimalist. And it's kind of got that like little bit of humor in it you know <laughs> Thank you. yeah no I, I try to to make people smile or have like a touch of wit perhaps in some of the things just like quick little like a visual joke or something and also like I feel that I, I do take um a more artistic approach to design and that like for me when I'm mm-hmm. designing it's like composition first yeah like, first oh yeah foremost. that's another mm-hmm. good like good indicator of your work uh Sometimes, you know, logos can composition yeah. how things are arranged visually. Okay. Yeah, just like visual balance and mm-hmm. eye movement. And if that, that to me is like paramount, like you've got to look at it and it just, it just has to like sit there and like feel good. And um, it's just got to like work. And like a lot of times mm-hmm. I'll spend like three minutes moving like one little dot in like mm-hmm. every increment or every like little arrangement possible. And if, if, if it doesn't look good, it'll just like keep screaming at me until it's yeah, it'll like keep bothering settled. You. Yeah. So for me, yeah, even with like something like a logo, like it's gotta have like a nice composition. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you have a really talented use of composition where like things that you'll post on Instagram, I look at and I'm like, this shouldn't work as a logo, but it totally does. Because like when you think of a logo, you think of something that's like extremely cohesive and maybe all together one shape, but you have like, I don't know, a triangle of billiard balls and then like one <laughs> off to the side with a pool stick or like a, a bowling pen with something coming out of it. And it's not that typical like s- circle or square. I don't know. I think it always works it it definitely makes your work stand out, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Like it still feels work. branding, but it's not, it's atypical. It's mm-hmm. it's something that clearly came out of your brain. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I think the world could use a little more um, atypicality. I, I don't believe that's a word, but <laughs> we can make it a word. People this is will a podcast. understand what I mean. Oh, yeah. 
we can add it to do kids still use urban dictionary also would kids go to urban dictionary to look up atypicality yeah i think i answered both of my questions really quickly (laughs) (laughs) without even like trying but I look up, I think I go on Urban Dictionary, I'd say twice a year or something. Twice some, a year. Yeah. You know, there's so many terms flying around this. Yeah. And like, I keep seeing stuff on social media. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. And sometimes something will intrigue and be like, I got to know what that means. That, uh-huh. Truth uh-huh. is, we're getting older. Like, oh God. Don't, don't look at me like that. Like, <laughs> we're getting older doesn't mean we're old. It just means there are also young people getting older which means language will evolve, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It just means I'm not going to learn all the slang terms for all the kids right away. Like, I might pick some up, like, on like as it comes by, but, you know, took my parents 10 years into Facebook to understand how to, like, say like or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, talk about the features correctly, <laughs> not how to say like. Just <laughs> my parents have... or. My family has accents, <laughs> which is great because those uh, Dexter's lab memes. Oh, I know. I just posted like four of them on my Yeah, Instagram. for like the Southern thing. I posted the same thing for like the Latino thing. And oh, I'm just yeah. like, it was, it had me dying. My brothers really posted funny. that stuff. It was so good. We are so <laughs> off topic. Whatever, uh, man. I felt like <laughs> we need to talk like humans too. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully humans listen to this podcast. Oh, that reminds me. Um, last podcast, we didn't actually like plug anything at the end. We just kind of like let, let it go and said like goodbye and everything. So if we're down to just wrap up, Mm -hmm. um, Riley, thank you so much for talking to us about your experience and your work and hopefully like, you know what, plug your own socials and whatever else, because I'm not going to do it justice. Okay. Well, yeah, it's just, it's pseudo dudo. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for having me. Can you spell it for our listeners? Yeah, well, P S E U D O D U D O. So that's one go. word. Yeah. So at pseudodudo, pseudodudo.com. Um, I'd also like to plug uh, another brand that I think is awesome. I really didn't expect myself to like it this much, but this guy, I've become uh, friends with this guy, and it's some of the funniest stuff. It's called Alex's Stupid Shirts. <laughs> um, and he also, uh, I believe the website is stupidstupidshirts.com. That's and, um, it's just great silly. website name. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Uh, he's a great guy. He's been uh, doing really well with it, so I'd, I'd like to see him keep doing that. And then um, also plug a little band that I, I recently did some work for, and they're um, a super tight band. Um, I really want them to blow up. They're called Purple Funk Metropolis. Awesome. And they are sick. Oh, and, that's an intense uh, name. Yeah. <laughs> like that like physically made me like feel something. <laughs> also I love that you're plugging people that you support. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, we should that's... do more of that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's it for me. Okay. Yeah, I don't have anything to I mean like I have a show in January, but we're going to be and it's like 800 miles away. So we're going to be doing more shows until podcast until then anyway i'm gonna stop talking what do you have to plug roger i mean i wasn't even thinking about personal plugs i was thinking mostly about podcast plugs but i'm playing at the john f kennedy center in washington dc on november 23rd 
<laughs> What's that gig? Fancy stuff. I'm playing with the Afroyaki Music Collective. Oh, cool. We're doing uh, the experimental jazz opera called Migrant Liberation Movement Suite, also called Mirror Butterfly. It's got a lot of names. Um, you can check out the group and a few clips from our first performance of it on Afro Yaki Y A Q U I Music Collective uh, Facebook. I don't know if there's a website, but there's definitely an Instagram. Um, outside of that, please. Uh, now that I know we have listeners, can someone please subscribe? Or <laughs> besides me and Roger, yeah. Besides me, like even if you don't actually want to see our. Uh, our thing pop up all the time. You could like ignore it later. Just subscribe, um, rate, review, like literally anything so that we can, you know, build. Yeah, build up more. Like we have a lot of local audience, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love, I mean, we're talking a lot about Pittsburgh artists and, and people that we work with and, and know personally, but. I'd love to build this a little bit further and, and to make this a stronger podcast in general. And that requires help from you, the listeners. So, yeah, we've got Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Amazon, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, The Works, and Buzzsprout, where it, which is the umbrella where we actually like trickle down all the rest of the podcast streaming. Um, any of those, you can... Obviously, take a listen to this and listen to previous episodes as well. Our website? Nope. nope. Not a website. Email. Wdydapodcast <laughs> uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. You didn't see it, but Jamie gave me a very fervent point. Because I <laughs> always fuck up that acronym. <laughs> and we have some pretty consistent things that we do on this podcast, and most of it is fucking up. Yeah, that is <laughs> definitely accurate. <laughs> Right. But, you know, we need you to help us fuck up. So rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, that one. Um, talk to us on Facebook. Talk to us via email. We'd love to hear from you. And if you are interested in all the guests we've been bringing on, thank you, Riley, uh, who is a graphic designer. Uh, we spoke last uh, uh, podcast episode with uh, Kareen Jasmine, who is a writer and just kind of a, a multi-artist. And before that, even we spoke with Dhruva Krishna, who was a promoter and musician. And we also spoke with, uh, I mean, Vesio. Vesio? Vesio. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, Emma, if you hear this, um, who is an art curator. And we're just trying to bring as many different types of artists into our conversation Mm -hmm. so we can see what our parallels are. Give us different perspectives so Roger and I aren't snowballing into each other every episode. (laughs) Which is what tends to happen because not only are we friends, we... This is our normal conversation. This is what we always talk about anyway. (laughs) This is why we decided to make a podcast. We're okay snowballing when we talk to each other, but like... When we're talking to you, the listeners, we should probably try and vary things up a little bit. Um, any other closing remarks, Jamie? Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll catch you next episode. Thanks for saying that so many times. All right. Have a good day, night, morning, whatever it is, y'all. Peace. Peace.